Oh, wait, what Aunt, I see what you did. This article is from 1990. Oh, my bad. All right. I'm sorry. Sorry, this guys. Is Awkward. <laughs> Should really proof these rundowns better. Uh, moving no, on. Hey, I'm looking at the article. It says hey, October 8th. What, where did it's, you get it's, a, it's a joke, Larry. It's, it's a joke, Larry. <laughs> Wednesday, October 10th, 2012. This is episode 28 of Yats. It's yet another tech show every week, once a week, on Wednesday. Yetanothertechshow.com slash live. We got a chat room. We maybe got phone calls. If you want to call in, you tell us, and that's what we'll do. I'm Matt Lee. We got Ant Pruitt tonight. What's up, Ant? Not much. What's going on? Not much. What's up? Wait. We also got Larry Press. What's up, Larry? Hey, you guys. How you doing? We're good. We're good. Mike is uh, on vacation still. What did we say last week? Or was he here last week? No, he was out last week. Man, just a man about town, just traveling the globe, globe trotting, we call that. It's called use it or lose it, man. You don't get rollover uh, minutes on your vacation time? This ain't AT&T. On vacation? Nope. But I've been here 20 years. What is it you do for us <laughs> exactly? <laughs> All right. Uh, the number, if you do want to call, is 406-204-4687, and we'll just, we'll just turn that on and give Skype about a good 10 minutes to go from not responding to responding to not responding to ready. <laughs> so uh, what should we talk about first? The You guys know we mentioned last week that uh, the Red Bull Stratus jump, right, that just – what was going on basically and and so it was supposed to happen i think last weekend we kind of mentioned this on aota last night but it, it's getting delayed because of weather you know right. taking this big balloon up there you, you need some i i wouldn't want to be breaking the sound barrier and then have it start hailing <laughs> like right <laughs> as you're it's like ow <laughs> that, that would be no good this um, might leave a mark but that made me, like, I totally didn't know what day it was on, so I'm kind of glad it's delayed because uh, we mentioned last night on AOTA the there's apps now that Red Bull TV has that it'll notify you, like, hey, the jump is on. Like, hey, Oprah's on. Let's let's check this out. And so you can uh, you can know on Android or, or your iOS when he's going to do the leap. And I showed Ant that video. Like, doesn't that make you just... Wanted to crack a fresh, cold Red Bull or what? I don't know about a Red Bull, but it does make me want to sit down and watch. Makes me want to jump out of a space capsule is what it does. I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at that suit. That's all I could concentrate on, you know? Because you think back to the old spacesuits back in the 60s and 70s where they looked like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man walking around. Right. You know, 
That's what I was asking about last week was what is this suit going to do? For it's like a mix from- between like a scuba diver suit and a wing suit and a space astronaut suit. It's like this weird hybrid, which is cool because honestly, would you rather walk around Mars in some old like lunar landing suits just hopping along or would you rather, you know, be you completely be flexible with, with the new suits? All I want is to be able to come down alive. <laughs> that little thing. I mean, that that's all. I mean, he's going to be going a gazillion miles per hour through a bunch of cold air and then down to some hot air or whatever you want to call right. it yeah. and, and popping the sound barrier and, and – they that say some balls, man. there's a piece on technologyreview.com about the technology behind the, the whole stunt and talking about the suit. They're saying that it was uh, designed and built by the David Clark company, which has been making suits for pilots and astronauts since the forties, like 1941. Uh, the only thing it's tweaked to be more maneuverable, right? So you can <laughs> pull the cord or whatever you have to do. I mean, I would imagine that's all automatic at this point, but you know, just in case. You want to be able to go, <laughs> you know, if you have to. That's for the video watchers only, I guess. Audio people be like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, you like when you ever, fall, you're you like. You guys know the podcast Radio Lab? Love it. Love Radio Lab. Did you hear the Radio Lab? I just heard one this afternoon uh, about an, an astronaut. Yeah, the blind. That's from their outside. live stage show, right? Outside on an, an OTA maneuver. And yeah. Got in. Yeah, yeah, that's that, off of their stage show. They they were doing that whole thing live. It's all about see, the dark and darkness. Yeah, and did, did you see the stage show? No, they don't come anywhere near Montana, dude. No, that's true. <laughs> They're not exactly flying podcasters out to come watch them for free either. So you know, yeah. I'll wait for the DVD. That's a hell of a story. Though. But so yeah, they they made the suit to be more maneuverable. It contains mirrors at strategic locations to give uh, the guy a wider field of vision. The maneuverability is crucial uh, because he will need to delicately control the positioning of his body to prevent his <laughs> to prevent his butt from going through his head <laughs> when he hits that that friction. Probably, uh, he says you have to basically adopt certain body position to prevent a flat spin. Uh, you'll go unconscious and then I don't know what float down to the ground on the uh, parachute. You know, is this going to be like the episode of Merit with Children when Santa Claus comes from the hot air balloon delivering all of the the gift certificates? Is this the best you know? stunt ever for, like, advertising purposes? Like, is this getting all of the geeks into Red Bull, or are we still drinking, what, Rockstars, Monsters? Monster. Mountain Monster. Dew? I can't drink Monsters. I, I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I may just be looking beyond all of the science that they're putting into this guy's suit and, and the whole act of it because I'm scared for his life, man. There's there's no way I could do that, you know. But then again, if he pulls it off, it it will be a feat, and I wonder what type of analysis they'll have available for it. 
with all of these sensors and stuff inside of that suit. Well, know? and not to take anything away from the gentleman, Felix, that that's doing the jumping, but at what point does it all just become, like, you could put a dog in this suit and he would do the jump. Fi- like, it's all about the technology, right? I mean, it's yeah. the guy up to the point that you're looking over the edge of that thing and being like, um... Yeah, I don't know about this. And and actually doing it, like moving forward to take the leap. But after that it's all the tech. Like you could yeah. you could fall asleep and and it, you would probably be brought down safely, I I would think. You know, I I'd like to say if you haven't seen that video, you should check it out. It is pretty a cool. A gazillion folks have already viewed that thing, so I know. Our listeners what, have seen it. What's the view up to now? Can you check real quick? Uh, it, it was over no. 300 million when I sent yes. it to you last night, right? That's what I, that's what I saw last night. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's pretty that's awesome. Good. So they say further specs on the suit. Uh, the four-layered suit has got a liner, body-fitted bladder, mesh holding the bladder in place, uh, plus a flame-retardant exterior. Uh, it's insulated to resist temperatures as high as 100 degrees Fahrenheit and 90 degrees, negative 90 degrees going the other way. So really cold, really warm. It's like a big sleeping bag. Uh, and it has a ventilation hose that should help cool or heat the suit, depending on what you need. Normal astronaut suit stuff, right? Like, what did that guy from Radiolab say? He said if he was out there without that ventilation, like, you would just boil from the inside out yeah. when yeah. when you're in the sun. Temperature control, oxygen, and the the thing that he... And the scrubbers. Was scrubbing the, the CO2. Yeah, the CO2 scrubbers. And they yeah. said that's like the worst way to die. <laughs> like it's like this oh, long, drawn out mess. Yeah. Well, he he didn't seem to think boiling if you're when your your air conditioner shut down, boiling to death wouldn't be too nice either. Yeah, but that's like your brain just instantly dies in that way. Going the that's other way, it's saying. like a it's slow, most long. Of the things that happen, you just die in an instant. You don't know it, but the carbon dioxide thing. Is, that's uh, a long, drawn out process. Painful. Yeah. It starts with a headache and. Ends with convulsion. So that that that's just kind of the suit, and there's there's more details about the the helmet and the gloves. What I was really interested in is this balloon thing that it's like so giant. To it's a high performance polyethylene film. It's a mere point zero 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 eight inches thick. So eight thousandths of an inch thick. Right? Is that right? The, uh, it would cover 40 acres if they were laid out to be flat. The balloon has about 30 million cubic feet in capacity. Uh, at the time of launch, it'll be stretched out and thin, reaching some 55 stories high. Uninflated, it weighs almost 4,000 pounds. Jeez. Like the world's... Is that a record in and of itself for Guinness? Like the world's biggest balloon? The world's biggest balloon. <laughs> Because he said they were going to break them. And that thin, you know, just imagine that. Yeah, really. You know? And it's yeah. just like bringing you up into space. <laughs> That's so awesome. Uh, and then he's in the, the space capsule itself uh, is four components. The pressure sphere, uh, which is fiberglass and epoxy painted with fireproof paint. The Red Bull logo. Red Bull, of course. Of course, of course. Did you like that in the video where it, it raises up and it's all epic? It's like Red Bull. Yeah. You, you know they're gonna get their you get their name out. Well, there. they're the ones funding this, aren't they? Yeah. Isn't this their cash money on the line and their insurance money if he goes splat or whatever? It is. It's gonna have to be some big corporation, a la them. 
Nobody yeah, this, else is going to take that risk. The it's sphere, like the whole internet, man. Everything's financed by advertising, and that's advertising by everybody else. Oh, advertising. Yeah. What'd you say? Three hundred million people have watched this video. That was that last that's count. One hell of an effective ad, you know, for Red Bull. Where's it at now? Someone in the chat, if you can. No, it, it ain't three hundred million. It's almost is that two the, million. Is that the same one? Mm-hmm. This is the one that um you sent me last night. Really? I could have sworn I saw like massive digits. Maybe not. You were sleepy. Could have been. <laughs> could have been. Yeah, it's uh, so two million, one point nine. That thing's it's pressurized eight pounds per square inch, and then they have the cage that surrounds the pressure sphere, which is uh, welded chromoly, chromium molybdenum, aircraft tubing pipes. Uh, and a foam insulated skin uh, that will surround those. It's like an eight foot diameter base to protect the vessel uh, with the help of crush pads designed to handle eight G's on impact. Eight G's. <laughs> so some pretty cool tech going into this. Definitely. All in all for a stunt, they, they, David Zach's here writing uh, from an energy drink company. There's a whole lot of science and tech involved. So, for an energy drink company, you know, not bad. You know, it, how long will this last? You know, the whole the whole trip from the atmosphere down to Earth, or out of atmosphere down to Earth. How long will this trip last? Weeks, if they don't get the weather straight. No, no, no. I mean, when he jumps. Oh, the actual jump? What did they say? Like yeah. ten minutes? Five, ten minutes? That's one hell of a roller coaster. I don't know. Ride. My math sucks. <laughs> so I, I thought that was kind of interesting, all the because we, we kind of mentioned it. So you can, you can check it out and uh, watch the YouTube. They're going to stream it live there. Do you think this will be like how how is this going to be received? Just massive people watching. Is everything going to stop and and focus on this when it happens, or are people going to watch it after the fact on TV news or? Is this going to be something that everyone watches live? I think it'll be after the fact um, because it's not necessarily Gongman style crazy, but people will be interested. Gangham you know. style? Wait, what What did you just say? Gongham style? Whatever the heck it is. I don't know. Gangham? <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. You Are you talking about you Gundam talking? Wing? Gongdom style. Gundam Wing? Some. Gundam hey, Wing. What is it? Are you talking about anime Gundam Wing? What are no. you talking about? <laughs> Open Gundam style or whatever it says. No idea what, what you're talking about. about. No. no Larry, Gundam let, Wing style. Over to Larry Press. Do you have any idea what he's talking about? Absolutely none. Not okay. Gundam uh, style. I don't know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, just throw me out. I know Gundam Wing. In the wind, See, you know, somebody in the okay. chat knows what I'm talking about. Gundam Wing. There we go. Oh, and apparently Skype is now ready. If anyone would like to call in about ten minutes into the show about Gundam Wing style four zero six two zero four four six eight seven. So, uh, of course, never being able to let this die because it may eventually be the only thing that defines tech. And this is, of course, coming from our favorite quotester, Eric Schmidt. Apple, Android, Apple, Android, Apple, Android, what? He says that this is the defining fight in tech. 
This will define all other fights ever. The two epic mobile operating systems that basically just do everything like they both you know, do the same crap. Ne- never mind those other folks like Microsoft or, you know, I know, is anybody Cisco, you know, somebody nobody's like nobody even like that's not even an option. Wait, how many apps do you have? Yeah, no, we're over here playing Jetpack Joyride. <laughs> <laughs> or Angry Birds Star Wars. Or edition. Bad Piggies. I mean, you pick. But yeah, he had an interview in uh, New York, and he just he said that Android could be on one billion devices in a year, of course. Uh, he said they've seen surveys indicating that four Android devices sold for every Apple device, which when you add it up, Apple's still making what? 50 bucks <laughs> on right. more than those are three free Android phones and one galaxy Nexus at $99. Thank you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, does that matter? I had this discussion this afternoon with one of our executives. Um, we're, having to do um, some changes with our with our banks and they have all of these different uh, applications they use and of course they offer a mobile app but it's only for iOS and I tried to tell them you know that was pretty much the, the standard for a while setting that was set for um, the most users out there so all the developers jumped on it and he said well everybody's on Android now right I said well not really but there's a whole lot of Android phones out there. That's why there's so many. And it's funny that most of those people that are on Android, like, they're not really using the phone for what it could do. They're doing, like, the three basic necessities, you know, and and that's it, which they could easily do on a BlackBerry or an iPhone or probably some random Nokia, you know. I mean, you can email, you can message, you can Facebook pretty much on anything that runs a Java client. I mean, it's... I don't know. The, for those people that are getting those phones, and I, I'm sorry, Robert, I didn't mean to say those people, but like the people hey, that are. Him, yeah, like Larry. When Larry gets off his LG burner phone, he's going to get the free Android phone because he's cheap. It's because I don't give a damn. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I have one of these things they call a laptop. And yeah. Again. So when Eric Schmidt comes out in New York and says. A billion devices. This is the defining fight in tech. You know what we say? Hey, Eric, we don't give a shit. That's <laughs> all. Don't. Nobody cares. But isn't Eric Schmidt, you know, due for a quote? Of course. And it He's is interesting. One of, the, one of the quotes here is kind of interesting. It says, the growth rate of mobile adoption exceeds everyone's expectations every quarter. Like, the mobile is just, that's where it's at now for for new stuff, you know, and, and for this growth. Uh, the devices are becoming so useful that unless you're a significant knowledge worker, you could probably live most of your life with your mobile device. And you absolutely can. Between a phone, a Genex, a tablet, an iPad, an iPhone. Like, you can do most of... Because, well, it goes back to what we said before a few episodes ago. We're doing BS disposable computing. The majority of the things people are doing online is... It doesn't matter. Like it's not. It's not work. It's you know. It's it's no. ego. It's uh. It's self. It's that you narcissism. Know? It's, it's narcissism, and you can do that on any device. Yes. 
okay. People actually use their computers to do things that they actually get paid for and support their families with. Some people do, yeah. Who? <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah, why right. A laptop instead of a quad core telephone. <laughs> <laughs> Robert. Robert. With the little flat parts of my fingers. Robert in the chat says this is not the defining fight in tech. So what is there a defining fight in tech? And if there is, what would it be? Or are we just all buddy buddy? Would it be I, uh I don't know. It, it, it. I don't know the answer to that, but I don't think it's telephone it's not the terminal devices, it's the stuff in the cloud. It's gonna be the accessories and how you use it and how you access it, right? The wearable stuff. It, the things that allow us to interact more seamlessly so that we don't have to stop, capture the moment, then share the moment. It's all done with a better flow than it is now. But you're talking about taking pictures. And, yeah, okay. Would you rather take pictures with your Google Glasses or with your iPhone? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, at the core of it, it's sharing images really and experience. Experience. That epic thing is Eric Smith's trying to make it sound like uh, humanity stands up. I mean, epic things are happening in biology. It's like, in case you were wondering, we're still here and we're still fighting this nuclear war. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. He's doomed. What was the word he used? Epic? No. Defining. 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 Yeah. Tell that to some poor guy in uh, Pakistan. Robert says it's Facebook fighting its destruction. From within, just Facebook versus Facebook? (laughs) (laughs) Or is it public versus... I I see. Public versus private. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. uh, Let's see. What do you guys want to talk about next? Did you... Larry, you saw that Creative Live uh, free online school for artists and entrepreneurs, since you're all about the... The the e education. Did you see this? Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? What are you talking about? Uh, it's a thing called Creative Live, and it's basically it's it's like what what you were talking about before, but f- uh, specifically for artists and and such. No, I didn't see it, but it sounds so. Creative Line Free Online School. What what was it? What was it all about? I don't know. The page isn't loading. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it was launched in 2010 by a photographer, Chase Jarvis, entrepreneur Craig Swanson, uh, founded to help hobbyists, creative types, and career changers learn real-life skills without being stuck in the classroom. It almost sounds like a full sale or something. It sounds like... so. It sounds a DeVry. Like a, where you learn to... Yeah, like a trade school. Get your degree in business learning. management or accounting. So it's uh, some kind of, I mean, there's a million, I have not come across this free online school for artists. Not well, it says what's kind of stuff happening in online education as I keep telling. Right. And they say, what's the catch on this one? These uh, courses are offered on a scheduled basis, last about two to three days. If you miss a class, you can't watch again for free, but you can get your hands on the videos and lessons if you pay. So you're free up until you miss a class, and then you're like, ah, now I got to pay for that class I missed. That's a weird business model. Uh, prices from fifty to three hundred dollars. Courses are often discounted. You can also pre-order a class that you know you want to take, but won't have time to sit down and watch the live lecture. 
But is this doing stuff like learning Photoshop and stuff like that? That's what it kind of sounds like from the, I should open up the, uh, yeah, it, basically they say you can enroll in workshops about fashion photography, launching an online business, or the ins and outs of public relations taught by best-selling authors, Emmy-nominated directors, and other esteemed professionals. That sounds like online answer to some trade school. I would really love to see what kind of job placements people get. Every after. course is live-streamed in real time and completely free until you miss it. That's that's a really weird uh, way to structure it. You know, I think it may be all right, though. It reminds me of something I haven't paid attention to for a long time, but uh, what's guy's name? Alex Lindsay was was doing, was training people in Africa to do, uh, uh, you know, graphic, you know, video editing, uh, image editing, stuff like that. And he was also, but, but he was also using them selling their time as they, they learn. So it was kind of like an earn while you learn, you know, learn while you earn kind of a deal. Uh, well, and if uh, you can do live lectures, yeah. right, you do live lectures for people that are there, record it, and then resell them online for people that aren't there. I mean, you can, it's all digital bits at that point. Yeah. And you I keep mean, doing live lectures. Is people are doing tons of that stuff for free and then putting it online for free. Why don't we do that with uh, one of your classes? We should start doing it as a hangout and recording it and podcasting I, it. Actually, I have a, a, a proposal into the Gates Foundation to do just that, to take my class and turn it into a MOOC. We should do that, and then you can hire me, and then I can move. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Larry says that would be no. Yeah, you're the last person <laughs> I ever like want to work with. Proposal already went in, but if, if Gates doesn't fund it, then we'll look for uh, proposal too. But no, seriously, I do have a uh, proposal in the, to do just that. To take nice. And what I want to do is run it. The proposal says that uh, it won't just be a MOOC, but it'll be running simultaneously with a face-to-face class. And what I hope to do is get some of the spontaneity and the stuff that goes on in the face-to-face class in front of the MOOC people. Well, and if you were to do an ad-supported type of model, could you could you use the funds from the online views every time views you get a penny, something like that, that model to support getting things for your in-class stuff? So like the, the free people watching are kind of helping subsidize textbooks or pencil, you know, something for people that are actually in that class in the physical world. Make it easy. You know, I, I don't know. I haven't thought about business models. This deal, I just made a proposal to Gates Foundation that, so I can give all this stuff away to Creative Commons because they're going to pay me to do it uh, or pay a bunch of people, you know, not just me. But, um, yeah, what the business model ends up being is really nobody knows at this point. But this idea that if you miss a class, you have to start paying. That is that, funny, right? That's smoky as hell to me. <laughs> I guess it really gives the students an incentive to keep up. <laughs> right. Mom said you get $60 a semester. Don't F how this do you, up. How do you prove that you came to class? You, you know, that, I mean, if I can't make it to class, I'll get my friend. And, my login name was there. Damn it. Yeah, somebody, yeah, somebody got to log in as you. I know. Hey, yo, when you get to class, log me in. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm looking at the Wired article now. It's a free online school. But they don't give the fine print. But if you're tardy, you have to pay. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Hey, Ant, yeah. uh, tell me about this Star Star Me. What? What? Where did you even find this? And what is this? Three dollar a month dialing service? 
Well, I was uh, listening to Todd Moore's Tech 411 show. Um, Todd Moore writes with a, a new domain from time to time. And they came across this service from Sprint where basically they'll give you this, this feature or you just hit star star on your phone. And it, I, I guess it gives you a menu where you can just punch somebody's name and, and, it, and it'll dial it out instead of dialing physical numbers Instead of dialing four hundred six, what? Yada, 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 How yada. is that any easier? And that's that's exactly my point. You know, most people today on the cell phones. I don't know about you, but I couldn't tell you anybody's phone number right now, other than I know my, my mama's cell. Yeah, you know, and my own. It. Every everybody else is. I need to call Chris. Bam, Chris. That's it. You know, why am I going to do an extra keystroke or two, star, star, and pay $3 a month extra on that? Is this just use my contacts. And this is for smartphones only, or is this for yeah. burner phones or future this phones? Is for, this is for their Sprint. Um, oh, damn. Now I can't remember. I thought it was just only their smartphones, though. Yeah, so I'm looking at the picture of it. It looks kind of smart. It's got a display. <laughs> yeah, that's the Android yeah, dialer. Real keys. That's definitely the Android dialer. It says, while the service appears to work on any mobile phone, there are some added benefits if you're an Android phone owner. What could you possibly be adding? What kind of benefit could you possibly be adding that I'm paying $3 a month for? There is none. I mean, granted, you got people that want their whole vanity numbers and whatnot, but you don't care about that if you're trying to get in touch with with mom or No, because most... Save you from scrolling through your contacts. Instead but, of scrolling through it looking for shorty, you go star star shorty. But, but that's still more keystrokes but, if you think yeah, about it. You know? I'm not saying it's. <laughs> but chances are, check this out. Chances are, if you're calling someone, you've been texting them. The easiest way to call is to hop up in in your text messages, hit Long the message, pricks. hit the little phone button. There's a little phone yes. button right there. That's how I do it. Or if you're calling them, chances are they've called you. And so you just go in your phone thing and they're in your recent callers or even, I don't know. Android organizes. I think it's safe to say this is not an epic breakthrough. No, not for $3 a month. Probably not for free. No, I I, I heard this and I, I couldn't stop laughing at it. And, it's run by Zoov, which has built a suite of services around the dual asterisk codes. So it sounds like this company bought the, the dual asterisk code for phones or whatever, right? And is like, now what can we do with this? They probably you know, copyrighted it, too. This <laughs> right? only matters if we were on, like, a PBX in a in yeah, Enterprise. Yeah, exactly. You know, Scotty, are you there? No point there's no point of this on, on cell phones, you know. This might be cool if you, even if you're in your own house, got your own little personal PBX in your house. Oh, wait, Ant, I see what you did. This article is from 1990. Oh, my bad. All right. I'm sorry. Sorry, this guys. Is Awkward. <laughs> Should really proof these rundowns better. Uh, moving no, on. Hey, I'm looking at the article. It says... October eighth. Where do you? It's, get it's, a, it's a joke, Larry. It's, it's a joke, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of jokes, Larry, why is Zynga losing value? What what did Zynga do wrong? Why is their stock dropping? Well, I I okay. I'm not a game player, uh, but like I what my wife was for a while. It gets boring after a while. I I mean you know. 
They go up, they go down, yeah. you know. What's the point, you know? I never got hooked on it. I saw my wife and, like, you know what was cool was doing it socially. They would play games. Like, she's from South America, so she'd be playing games with people in South America and stuff. But, I don't know, it just became, uh, she's, she doesn't do it anymore either. I, my guess is people just got tired of it. Do you, you know, think uh, is in in the bed with Facebook for the most part, right? I think they run on top of Facebook. Yeah, all yeah. the games she played were on top of. That's how I, I had a Facebook account. And she snarfed it. So is it because Facebook stock goes down? Then because Zynga is inevitably tied into it. Like do, I don't know. Does it work that way? I'm not. I'm not I a player either. That either way, but that's you... my speculation on based, it. Based you know? on what I just observed in my own family, uh, they just don't play Zynga games so much anymore. It's so because it was the same crap, just skinned a hundred times. They made yeah, one trip, game. You know, if you don't come pick your flowers, they're gonna wilt. So you gotta go pick your flowers. And Robert Robert Marshall in the chat has a good point. He says Rovio for life. And I mean. We have better games on our phones than what Facebook games on the computers were. People were hooked on what? Bejeweled, Bedazzled, that game. That's all over the phones. I mean, a lot of this stuff... You don't see Zynga releases for Android. You see Gameloft a lot. You see all these other submachine factory... I mean, you see all these other companies. Do you see Zynga? Is it because nope. maybe they got stale and they didn't expand? And as this mobile market's expanding, people are starting to play more games on their phones, less on their computers because they're at work, which is when their boss catches them doing it. Maybe they're Whoops. more apt to play the game on the phone in the bathroom rather than at the office. You know, you see where I'm going with this? It makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Uh, you look at... Didn't Zynga take OMG Pop to whoever? And honestly, something? I, I miss this too. It's not just Zynga. All tech stocks are going down. Dell down, Cisco down, uh, NetApp down, HP down, Yelp down. Uh, yeah. So it's not just Zynga. Has Zynga's revenue gone down? Is the amount of hits they're getting, the number of players on their games gone down? That's... That's what I was guessing just by watching my watch. They said out of a recent survey, 7,700 teenagers, right? 7,700 teenagers showed that social gaming, quote, is as unpopular among teens as we have ever seen, end quote. And that's just, that's that's for now, I guess, right? Because just like you guys said, people get tired of those things, and if if they bring out something else, there's going to be another little spike. But you know all the stuff I said. Not if it's the same. For a while, and they all have the same basic pattern. That's what I'm saying. It's you have to keep coming back to do something. It became an obligation more than recreation. Right. Right. It's it's like podcasting. Once this show feels like it's a job and something I have to do instead of something I want to do, I'm moving on to the next thing. Sorry. (laughs) But those games, like they get that way, and then they nag you. And then you have to like delete them, and then and then your friends are like, "Where did you go? My farm just died too." And then it's mass exodus, and then their stock goes down. You know, you talking about the other stock companies having, not stock company, tech companies having their stock go down. You list Dell and Cisco and NetApp. At least two out of those three, Cisco and NetApp, 
like to think they're going to be all right in the long run with all of this cloud talk. Yeah, it's all just up and down with. stuff, but it was just interesting you know. that it wasn't just Zynga. That's why I wanted to make the point is that, you know, I mean, all of why, these stocks. Why are they being mentioned with those guys is beyond me at $2 a share, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's apples to oranges, right? Yeah, pretty much. I don't even know why you put this in the rundown. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's, it's horrible that 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 that, that Zynga folks, they made all of that money and, and got all of that investment into them, and it was a fad, you know? Well, just like Groupon, just like... I mean, it's, it, the only reason Facebook's not just a fad like this, I think, is because everybody's friends is on there, and people are using it more as a tool of narcissism and communication than they are like what MySpace was used for. There's more of a use case for Facebook, or it's easier to use Facebook for these purposes than MySpace was. You know, between all of the mobile and the site, as bad as the Android app is, like it's usable. You know, it's it's okay now, but the Messenger wanting to replace your SMS, it's it's a move to use it to communicate rather than better or worse. Better, (laughs) exactly. So, oh, I got the uh, the new CM10 update, the nightly on the Transformer Prime, and I gotta say, I tried doing it the way because they said they were done with Raw Manager, and we talked about this on AOTA. They said they're they're done with Raw Manager because they want to use their own OTA updating system, like Android uses. Uh, if you're on stock, you go into settings, about phone update right there. So I checked to see if it was in there on the Prime and it was there. It was like, check for update. And it was like, hey, there's a new Nightly. So I downloaded it. The download took a lot longer. I don't know if it's because this is the first Nightly. 10.10.1.2 is Jelly Bean 4.1.2. So if you want the newest version of Jelly Bean, and I think everyone was hitting it because this is the first Nightly to have the new changes incorporated into cyanogen mod so but once it did that it rebooted right into recovery flawless did the little android thing with the update since it's now not going through recovery it's going through the regular updater right so you're not installing the rom from the card manually it's doing it like when you get an ota update and it shows the little android with the little update thing so it does that now instead of through like all the file stuff it showed you before and <laughs> that was yep. all yeah i know what you're talking about okay word we all on the same page here moving on yes sir so 4.1.2 awesome i have I, I saw the notification for it earlier today and i said let me just wait until i got home to, to install it or download it first of all and just before the show i decided to go ahead and download it to the computer instead of um putting it on my phone and it was a 100 me- 155 megabyte file. Wait, what are you running CM10 on? My Galaxy Nexus. Oh, nice. And uh, it was a 155 megabyte file. That thing took an hour to download. I thought it was freezing. I was like, is this thing on? Like tapping it? Because it usually, it's done in like a few minutes, right? Like off a yeah. of ROM manager. I don't know if it's hitting different servers than just the CM servers, but... It's, yeah, I didn't it's know so if it quick. Was the servers. I didn't know if we just got a whole bunch of rooted and ROM people out there now, and it's just 
They well, clamoring it's, to get this thing. Not everybody yeah, does the surprised. latest nightlies, but when a nightly incorporates the next version jump in 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 the OS, then everybody hits that and then starts from there. And yeah. So, and that this is the first update since they switched, which means now they're on their servers or however they decide to do that, and they maybe didn't count on that much traffic. Uh, it blew my mind, but I got it loaded on the computer, and I'll transfer it over to the phone here after the show tonight. And... I'm still on that vicious ROM on for my GeneX. Is Cyanogen is? Are you liking CM10? It got better once it got into the October nightlies. Did it? I might yeah. have to go back and try. I wasn't. It was. I was getting random reboots and just weird weirdness, but yeah, it was weird bef- before that. But around the October nightlies, it got much better, much better. Nice. Did you see, and I don't even know if this is serious or not, because it, it's almost like too, it's almost too perfect. Like Samsung getting sued for, for copying Apple and then uh, Apple's like, well, we have this and then we have this mini here that we're going to come out with, right? Or that's the rumors at least. So then Samsung's like, what should we do next? We should do a, we should do, we should do the Galaxy but we should make it smaller instead of bigger, and then we'll call it the mini. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> like is how this, many more stones can these two throw at each is other? Is this man? the their glass houses just in shambles? Right, <laughs> just amazing. The mini Galaxy S three with a four inch display. You know, for the people with little hands. But I guess that's really no different from what Motorola did with their uh, uh, Razer M, because that one shrunk down a little bit too, didn't it? Didn't it go from 4.5 to 4 inches? Did it? But it's still, I think so. Oh, but edge to edge. Okay, yeah. The M did. I, I was thinking the other yeah. one. They they have like five different versions of that. Um, <laughs> they're, they're so many. Choices? I, I don't get it, man. Just Samsung and Apple, just, just stop your shit and let it go. Make your money. <laughs> just do. Just make your money, right? You guys, you guys are cell phone encyclopedias, man. What do you want to know, <laughs> the, Larry? Here's your chance. What do you want to know? I want to know what's the. Uh, how thick is the latest? It's <laughs> as thin as every it's... spec, every dimension, every uh, every every. I heard these are the thinnest I'm ones different. yet. I've heard. You know it. it... It's so thin, when you touch it, you're actually collapsing quantum particles and shifting it into one state or another. That's how thin it is. We're talking nano. Nano here. Uh, It's silly, though. I mean, how about we just make one that reads your mind and shapes itself into the size you are thinking of? Like, maybe today I feel like a 6-inch, maybe tomorrow I feel like a 4-inch. Who knows? Right, Robert? You never know. <laughs> Sometimes that iPhone just ain't big enough. You need a, a ten inch device. Makes sense. Some people just don't like large phones. Exactly. And, and as, as as who's this? Wudanabal. I can't read. Almost. Wondabi. Uh, it's pronounced Wondabi. <laughs> it's in uh, <laughs> the well, the font in the chat room. It's got this weird. Toothpaste green is what that's called. Man, you could barely read that. It's but, nice. No, that makes sense. A four-inch device is fine for some people. I, I do agree to that. Everybody doesn't have giant, freakishly large hands like myself. I get that. 
When we are kind of to the point where a lot of this stuff is new. I mean, all joking aside, like everyone is still figuring out what's going to work best. You know, we, we, we're trying these different variations and sizes and, and forms and if they're bent or not or whatever. But what Ann says is true. I mean, my wife's got little teeny hands with long fingers. There's no way she's going to want the same phone he is. I mean, yeah. there is no one answer to that. So you make scalable vector devices <laughs> that use scalable <laughs> vector graphics. That is defined in technology right there, man. Carbon nanotubes. You could do it with nanotubes, I've heard. They'll shape themselves or, into whatever. There's also this idea of small, medium, and large. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes, no, Larry. Shoes and, and t shirts. And- Larry, this isn't a one size fits all world, okay? <laughs> I don't know what that's, world. That's, all right, this is the internet where everybody orders their own. I want mine to be 4.187 inches long, <laughs> 3.624 It is, right? <laughs> According to my index man. to my <laughs> thumb, I need a phone that is the square hypotenuse of the. <laughs> It's great. Like, everybody gets their own. Everyone's happy. Oh, man. Even Woundaball. <laughs> yeah, he had, to, he had to phonetically put his name in the chat room. I like Wundabi better. We're going to call you Wundabi from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough of this uh, silliness. Oh, let's talk politics. This will be fun. And you put another uh, piece in here about Twitter helping to... Now, if Twitter helps raise money for political campaigns, does this give Twitter a blue or a red covering now? You know, like, are they are they giving equal amounts to both sides so that both sides can slander the equally or what what's happening? Well, I, I think it boils down to how the campaigns utilize it. You know, basically what they're saying uh, on all things D from the survey that they did was uh, if a message is tweeted from a campaign, uh, those that are following that tweet are more likely to go out and, and, and look at the particular sites that they're talking about as far as making donations right there in that tweet versus going through some other third party uh, way of making donations to the to the campaign. Um, even more so than anybody just in general, you know, instead of you have all of these peddlers coming up, knocking on your door, uh, you know, Hey, we want you to, to check us out and make sure you register to vote. And would you like to help us and donate? You know, they're not going to get any money, but for whatever reason, the people in Twitter have, have jumped all over it according to these surveys. Yeah. But you know, the only thing I'd add to that, this, these, this data was released by Twitter. And they've got a vested interest in making it sound like Twitter is a great place for campaigns to campaign. Good They're point. Not, I would like to see the Pew Trust or somebody, somebody that doesn't have a uh, is that score or something like that. Somebody independent. To is that see. is that not a slippery slope to start going down though? What do you mean? To for for a platform that's kind of the the pulse. It's kind of the. The gauge, the emotion, it's its the feeling of the internet, of the globe, kind of, to start going down and giving money and being involved that way with politics seems like not a very smart thing to do. Just, I don't know, from what I see of it, that doesn't... Because once that starts happening, 
what's the next step? We're going to bump your tweets up and drop his down because his campaign, you know, I don't know. It, it seems like something that shouldn't be muddied that way. Why don't they use dot app app net? What's that other one called? They should use that. That one. Use that. There's no users there. Exactly. Spew your political BS there. Campaigns do well. They tweet because they get, uh, you know, people are likely to go give donations after they read tweets more than generally surfing the web. Um, it's just kind of a pitch for Twitter as an effective ad campaign venue. Well, then Facebook should do it too. Yeah, but you know, but just recently, wasn't it, wasn't um, President Obama tweeting and and hanging out and all of that with the the DNC and Facebook liking and just. I mean, all over the social internets, just showing I mean, his social prowess. Yeah, those ask me anything questions on Reddit. Yeah, the yeah, AMA so thing. That was a while ago. So, so you know folks like Twitter is like, hey, we want a piece of that pie too, you know. But all the politicians, I mean, I'm sure Romney's tweeting as, as well as, as Obama. And all this is a certain... I'm not saying they shouldn't be tweeting. I'm saying this company shouldn't be giving money to... That sort of thing. That that's what I'm saying. Like, tweet all you want. This isn't saying that Twitter is contributing. Uh, they're just saying Twitter's a, a, you know, the media that people are using. Yeah, the users are going in and contributing. Oh, you made it Twitter. totally okay. Wow, I totally thought you made it sound like Twitter was giving money to the campaign funds and then oh, being no. like, just, no, no, no. Well, never mind then. Fantastic. <laughs> Yes, please lag up my Twitter feed with political nonsense. Thank you, <laughs> is what I should have said. All right, and before we get out of here, Larry, tell me about your trip down Google <laughs> Google's copyright school oh, copyright yeah. that warning. Was, that was kind of fun. In um, 10 minutes. About shit, two years ago or a year ago or something, I did a post talking about creative uses of uh, YouTube. And I used, uh, what's her name? Felicia Day. You guys know who she is? Sure. Uh-huh. Okay, I used a Felicia Day clip as an example of a really cool creative use of YouTube. And just last week, I got this little notice from Google or from YouTube saying, whoa, we have this idea that maybe you've got some copyrighted material in this clip. And Felicia worry, told on you. We're not going to take it down. We're not going to bust you. We're just going to slap ads on it. Your yeah. ads or Felicia's ads? No, ads for, you know, just uh, banner ads. Like when I look at it, I get ads for things that I they think I'm interested in. But who's getting the money from the and ads? That's one question I have. Felicia? Guess, and it's a total guess, is that the copyright holder and Twitter and Twitter and Google split the revenue somehow. But I don't know the answer. That was one of the questions I asked is, you know, what happens to that ad money? But the other thing was, just for the hell of it, because I don't really care. I mean, I just put that thing up as a lesson for my students. So I don't care. Don't post care. copyrighted videos on the internet. Yeah, except <laughs> lesson except learned. This, this was a perfect example, I think, of fair use. Um, you know, you go down the fair use criteria, right? I, it, was an instant, it was 35 seconds out of a nine-minute video. Uh, so it wasn't a substantial amount. It was, uh, my purpose was education, not to, you know, to entertain people. 
Not to make pennies on the click? Not, You're not trying to make a buck. Not only was I not trying to make a buck, it was a positive review. I Larry's saying, independently oh, wealthy. Didn't you know that? Really Check it out. You should tell the Google bot, I'm independently wow. wealthy. I don't need your pennies every time someone clicks this. I'm making well, a point that, that's here. That's the thing, man. So, all right. So, in my heart, it's obvious slam dunk case of fair use. But Google was saying, hey, you know, don't worry, man. We'll just put ads on it and everything will be okay. But just for the hell of it, just to see what would happen, I decided to challenge it. And they, you know, you go through this little, uh, you fill in forms saying why you think it's uh, fair use and answer some questions. And then at the very end, you get this, they say, okay, if you click here and you really submit this claim and we don't like your claim, we reserve the right to just kill you, to take you completely off of YouTube, maybe off of all of Google. Maybe off of the whole internet. off the whole internet. Yeah. What's up now? Click this thing and you're in big, big risk. So it's total intimidation. It's like a... Well, it's obviously there to make people not click this thing so that the majority of those auto... And it's really, it's a handoff from one algorithm to another. One one is going to look at the content, ID match it, and say, okay, this is flagged. And then when you hit appeal, you're going to hit another algorithm that's going to look at your appeal and decide on or off, (laughs) yes or no, does it like it? that I wonder. I wonder if, because it was asking you to, you know, give an explanation in English why you thought it was fair use. Do you I think the appeals the actually go to a human? I have no idea. But I'll, I'm just, I just did it. I risked my entire Google membership just to see what the hell will happen if I challenge. Hey, Ant, could you imagine if the person reading the appeals was Robert Marshall? <laughs> <laughs> just like taking fools off YouTube left and right. Denied. Denied. <laughs> we need more ink down here. <laughs> Red stamp and everything. I, I was thinking it would probably be an Eric Schmidt's inbox, don't you think? Yeah, well, you would think take it to the top, right? At least one of the shareholders. So it's a real epic challenge I'm mean, giving him there. Well, I'll, I'll let you know if I hear anything from As far as I know, I'm still on YouTube. We'll That's see. Insane. We'll see tomorrow, my friend. They, 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 listen, man, they may kick yats off of YouTube just because this this pirate press is <laughs> the pirate press over here <laughs> sailing the lulls <laughs> the lulls ship. Thirty five seconds of Saint Felicia days of funny later. How dare you? How dare you? Yeah, hey, uh, I'll let you, I'll let you know if I hear from him. I have the feeling I won't. Where's all this static coming from? What is that? Stop it. That's it. It's probably me. It looks like mine is trying to crash right now. Oh, nice. All right. Well, mute yourself and let's end the show then. <sighs> it's been fun. There. That's much better. Thank you. All right. Uh, that's yet. That, that's it. I, we're done. I have to go now. Larry, amazing as always. Ant, your audio was terrible. <laughs> Just it towards was not. It rocked up until the last 30 seconds. No, it was Larry. He's got his cat, like, rubbing against the thing I on his... I don't have a cat. I've got a dog. You your dog's have... rubbing against your webcam. Yeah, you just don't like my dog. Yeah. I don't like any dogs. It's okay. Yeah, I'm totally just kidding. PETA, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, there's about to be a pit bull here in, like, 10 minutes, so I gotta go. Oh, shit. Be nice. I know. My cat loves it, by the way. All right, that's it. Thank you. Yet another techshow.com. That's our site. Check it out.
and check out the YouTube playlist with all of these shows that we do talking about technology and Android and whatever else. Yeah. It's always a good time. Check out our Google Pluses where we all write interesting interactive things for you to read and comment on and make snide remarks because that's what the internet's all about. Snide remarks. And we'll catch you guys next week, right? Wednesday, next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. All right. that. Later, guys. Bye. Another Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.